Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to Last Minute Kickout, where we, the three bearded comrades of wrestling podcasting fame, uh, are going to talk about Double or Nothing, AEW's second, well, first pay-per-view, technically. Um, but also technically not, because there was All In, which was an indie darling. Um, AEW, then, and Double or Nothing in general. We did do um, a cast a little way back on our thoughts of the all upcoming All Elite Wrestling and everything else. But before we talk about that, let me introduce my co-host in crime. One, Mr. Kevin, the Kevin Eva Eva. Hello, everybody. And one, Mr. John Turbo Finley. Hello there. How are you fine, gentlemen? Well, I'm doing all right myself. <laughs> I'm mostly dead, but, you know... There's a, there's, a, there's a guy who's carved a career out of being mostly dead, so I'm thinking out of it. Hey, it's it's a gimmick. That's It'll it. work. Yeah, that's it. Okay, um, we'll jump in with how we normally do. Uh, quick thoughts on the pay-per-view itself, gentlemen. Wow. Um, wow, okay. Yeah, wow. Basically, this was quite the show. Um it's definitely something that can light a fire under someone's ass. It's just uh, apparently that ass is very numb to the fact. So it's had many people kiss it over the years. It's uh, it's been that it's a bit chat. It's, it's been put asleep. It's been to... put asleep. So I put a sleeper on the ass a while back. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, that it. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, you know what this pay per view was like. You know when you like have a favorite food, and then you, 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 you and then you sort of go, you kind of go, you kind of go off, and you you, don't, you kind of not have it for a while. Then you then about you know a, a lot of time passes, and then you have it again, and then you go, why did I stop having this? This is amazing. That is what this pay per view was. Okay, so. When was the last time you ate a meal like Double or Nothing, then? I can't remember. I'm going to say since 2000. It was touching... I wouldn't say it was, it was at level, but it was certainly touching the hem of the cloak that was the Royal Rumble from that year. Royal Rumble 2000? Of, yeah. In terms of how good it was. Okay. In terms of the feel of it. Okay. Um, as many of you know, uh, especially Kev and John, uh, AEW is realistically my first venture into anything outside of WWE. So... Technically. Welcome to wrestling! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come, we have many wonders to show you! We have many winners to show you, things and things from around the world. Wrestling, which isn't all the same and totally homogenized. Roll up, roll up, see the sights, see the moves. This is called the pile driver. <laughs> no, this see is... See the yeah. wondrous gimmicks that will amaze <laughs> you all. Coming soon to some horrendous pop. Um, <laughs> he says. Okay, then. All right. Um, but yeah, I really, I enjoyed it. It was really, really good. Lots of standout things. Um, a, f a couple of matches that probably drew on a little bit too long for my liking. 
Um, but we'll talk about those as we get to it. But otherwise, the wrestling was pretty standout, I thought. Um, yeah, I really I, I enjoyed it for the most part. But we'll, mm. we will start with the pre-show, the buy-in, as it were. The uh, arguably, um, well, not even arguably, uh, the weakest part of the, of the night uh, being the pre-show. And uh, we had the uh, Battle Royale to start off with, did we not? Yes. Yeah, the Casino Battle Royale. It's a very interesting take on doing the Battle Royale. Instead of having people come out one at a time, you had like groups of people coming out, which was pretty interesting. And uh, a, a surprise appearance as well uh, for the number 21st slot. And then a mysterious 22nd slot as well. <laughs> well, you want to play 21? <laughs> <laughs> I or swear done. that's the reason why they and did it. It probably was. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I have a, I have a feeling um, number twenty-one was put in there because of the cancelled match. Yeah. Um, well, yes. And then, totally. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yes, uh, the the casino battle royal. So what it was is that five super five, five superstars. Look at me. I'm talking about WWE. Yeah. I, five, don't five, use that term here. Five rest. I'll use what terms I like. Thank you. No, you will use what terms they've taught you to use. Exactly, superstars. Break the programming, Pete. No, no, no. Five wrestlers, they choose uh, a deck, and when their deck is represented on their, on the screen, then they all go out and start, uh, and go out. Or enter the match. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Enter the match. So, yeah, and then you had uh, the Joker, which was number 21, and then we had number 22 which was interesting as well uh john why don't you take us through the rundown of the battle royale um well just a there's quick, some just a quick there's some names that uh, i'm missing now but it started off all right i mean one notable wrestler who was in the starting lineup was uh, a wrestler by the name of sunny days who's actually um uh, i'm going back to my well of being part of the ddpy family but uh that's a um you know someone who is been in the works of working on ddpy and he was actually uh, showcased in a motivational monday on the app uh, of him getting the call of being put into the uh, battle royale and uh you know he's a very unknown you know um indie wrestler and whatnot and he get, gets to start off with uh, possibly one of the uh biggest heels that are that was in that uh, group as well in fact probably gonna be a future, you know, champion, uh, it, being out of uh, M M, oh, what is it? MJF and MJF. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, ladies and gentlemen, and Turbo's utterly right. He is going to be your breakout heel. Yeah, because uh, one of the other superstars, um, now I can't remember his name, but uh, again, um, a very special individual who was born with no um, legs and whatnot and was able to have himself an indie career being able to showcase himself here mjf man he was quite uh you know um dustin the, the thomas big... wasn't it um possibly i think that's probably the name um he dustin thomas yes yeah come um, on john i know this and it's my first time watching anything that's else, because so... you've got the bloody notes on you <laughs> No, I've got I don't have notes. I've got I notes, but I, did, I did then just—I do have this thing called Google. I didn't look that up. You don't have um, a second. I don't have a second screen either. So, <sighs> anyway, 
But uh, no, MJF, MJF going at uh, uh, Thomas, um, you know, and calling him Lieutenant Dane. Oh yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I had that. That was pretty funny. That, that, yeah, that was that, that was uh, quite the uh, quite the highlight of heelish, kind of like uh, you know, practitioners from him. But no, it started off with uh, them. Uh, then I think, oh, what was the first suit that was uh, called? Um, I think it was the spades. Spades or hearts? I can't remember. Um, and. Uh, that group, uh, I think the, fir uh, the first group that came in, I think uh, Tommy Dreamer was uh, part of that group as uh, well. Tommy was, I think, yes. Yeah. Uh, and Glacier was. Glacier, ah, yeah. It was a lot of the. Kind of so like, uh, the, 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 the list here is that the clubs were Dustin Thomas, MJF, Sunny oh, Days, what? Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa. Uh, the Diamonds oh, were. The Diamonds were like... Is Isaiah Cassidy, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Jan Janella, Brian Pillman Jr. and Sean Spears, the perfect 10. Uh, yeah. The Hearts were Billy Gunn, Glacier, Jungle Boy, Mark Queen, Ace Romero. The Spades were Luchasaurus, who is my new all-time favorite, by the way. Uh, mm. Marco Stunt, Sonny Kiss, Tommy Dreamer and Orange Cassidy. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot of people in, in this to... Uh, what's it? Well, the battle royal self wasn't too much to write home about. Uh, it was a little bit shonky in places. Uh, there was a lot of people who there was there was turbo, wasn't there? There's was a lot of people who stood out, and as Pete mentioned, Luchasaurus was one. Yeah, Luchasaurus was definitely a a breakout. In fact, actually, after um, Double or Nothing, it was confirmed that he actually has signed up signed, with All Elite yeah. because he was he wasn't signed up with All Elite after um, before then. But uh, after his performance during the Battle Royale, uh, which had several good no uh, notable spots with it, um, he's gotten himself signed up. And uh, what was it? Himself and Jungle Boy are quite the tag team on the ind independent scene. Mm. So hopefully they'll team up to probably take on AEW's uh, tag division uh, to be quite yeah, uh, be a formidable good team for that division down the line. Jungle Boy, who you mentioned, is obviously the son of the late Luke Perry, and the, he got he got another chance to be spotlighted actually later on. Yeah. Um, so that, that, again, shows you know, good promise for him. Um, there was a, obviously you got the most... Uh, you know some notable spots. Uh, Dreamer obviously getting the, his uh, his hardcore gimmick into it and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> Glacier, I, d I haven't seen much of Glacier uh, in WCW, but him like being a kind of like a um, you know uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say watered down Tajiri, but like you know him having like oh, yeah, white mist to try to freeze. He freezes yeah, sunny days. Yeah, yeah. Remember, remember his entire gimmick is like his was WCW ripping off Sub Zero. Yeah. So I just love the fact the Gla Glacier's story that he was away from wrestling for so long. Um, but people, you know, I mean, partly thanks to the likes of Botchamania, actually, mm -hmm. you know, that he sort of came to the, the prominence again and started getting booked and he's back wrestling again and he's really loving it. Second second career on the Indies for him, and I think that's really nice. Expect a, 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 a 
glacier uh, retrospective done by OSW review. Oh god, like yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I quite, I'm looking forward to Beyond the Ropes personally. You know, the deep. Uh, don't you mean Don't you mean inside the ropes with uh... inside the ropes? That's inside the ropes, outside the ropes, under the ropes, beyond under the, the mat, under the ring. Oh look, there's Hornswoggle, and yeah. It's, it's... <laughs> Something but, like uh, that. Any of them. No, um, there was uh, some other uh, kind of like, no, I think, uh, what was it? Uh, Janelli uh, had a serious bump. I think, I think there were a couple of really like, like there was, there was a table spot and I think uh, Janelli went through the table uh, through, went through a table during that match. And oh, Joe he Janelli, yeah. yeah, he, he really hit his uh, shoulder on that hard. Uh, it, it it wasn't reported that he mm. was injured or anything like that, but by God, that bump was brutal. And uh, even though there wasn't like full on like chair headshots in this, you know, Dreamer was hitting people with trash can lids on the, yeah. on the head. But you know, also, we, we we had we had the well, we had the combination of Tommy Dreamer and Jimmy Jake <laughs> and. Sorry, Jimmy Havoc, sorry. Aye, Jimmy uh, Havoc. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy Havoc. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hit. Do not give that guy a staple gun for staple crying out loud. Staple gun from out of nowhere. Oof. Yeah. Like stapling, so... people's, st stapling cigar uh, cigarettes uh, to people's foreheads. Jesus Christ. There was, there was a lovely bit later on in the show when they were when they were doing the presentation of the belt, which I know we'll get to, uh, which is the same point when, when Jungle Boy came out again that uh, Jimmy Havoc came out and JR said that he looks like a walking hardcore death match. Excalibur just turned to win. He is! <laughs> he is! <laughs> literally is what he looks like. Uh, uh, well, that'd be interesting because that means he, cause he seems to be, again, he, again, he was featured um, at that point in time as well. So, mm. I mean, yeah. Uh, the ba the battle royale. I mean, it's it's not a battle royale without some accidental spots, you know, happening, some misdemeanors and everything else. Mm, um, it was yeah, all right. Uh, Lucha Luchasaurus really really appeals to me. I don't know why. Just there is a really big him, guy ab about Lucha. It's he used to be a WWE as well. I can't remember. You see, he it goes back to what I said on the previous show. Clearly, Dominic could do Lucha Libre if we really wanted him to. Um, but yeah, um, he used to be... Was he the the vampire type guy that they put in ECW? I can't remember who he used to be. Oh, no. That was Ken Thor. He, he used to be long, someone in WWE that was underutilized. Gone. Yeah, I, uh, the, uh, Luchasaurus was someone who was in developmental for a good while. He he didn't make a main yeah. roster call-up at all. Austin uh, Austin Mattelson. Hmm. WWE 2012. Oh, okay. to Judas Devlin. Oh. Yeah. He, he was with uh, Corey Graves yes, in NXT for... Um, uh, oh tag team that he had in that in in NXT for the small bit he was what, there. Basically, if you want to know what he looks like, is without the mask. Is what if Adam Rose looked even more hippie? <laughs> it's literally it. But um, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Adam Page was the Joker. Uh, obviously yeah. not not wrestling Pack on the show because uh, Pack for contractual obligations uh, with Dragon Gate or whatever is. 
uh, declined to be able to make it for AEW for the match. So they've obviously put him in there, which is just as well because we probably would have found out that the winner of Pack and Pack and Page would have been the other contender to go against the winner of Jericho Omega for the title at the following pay per view. Um, Adam Page wins by last eliminating MGAF. There was a 22nd one who was a sloth, which really entertained me. Especially when Tommy Dreamer was selling some kicks. Orange Cassidy is my new favourite. God's awful, stupid gimmick. Just, it was strolling in, it's like, uh. <laughs> I, I was, I was questioning. Tommy, it when just, he Tommy in. Looked, yeah, Tommy just looking about, like, look, everyone, like, yeah, and he's just like, <laughs> just, he's just half haphazardly doing those kicks to the shin. And everyone's going, whoa! Hey! Yeah, but yeah, to- Tommy was still selling it as well. That was the funny yeah. thing. Yeah, but he was laughing as he was doing it, which was mm-hmm. great. Yeah, that, just yeah, that 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 the last the last kick. Yeah, we really wound up for it. You know, we shuffled back a step and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it was but then, him, but then him taking a bump and being able to do a, a uh, no kick. hands kip up. Who know, who can do what that? What the hell? It's like good, good on him for yeah, having all that kind of like abdominal strength. The only sad thing is this different sad thing is his shades flew off. Yeah. And it would have been a wonderful thing if Tommy had just sort of like looked away and then looked back and if he had just been back up there. Because he because he literally kicked back up right into the position he was. If the shades had been on as well, that'd have been a great visual. Some and, and people have a, a wonderful gif as well. <laughs> just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we, oh. uh, the the ending of uh, the battle royale was very was very Royal Rumble type storyline. Yeah. So, but it, it was it was fun nonetheless. So Adam yeah. Page will be going on to meet the winner of Jericho and Omega for the uh, AEW Championship. I believe it's at their next pay per view in June, the one in Chicago. Nope, I'm not sure. It's going to be christened at uh the next no 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 at the next big one which will be announced later on but i thought all out was going to be the next one all out was going to be one of their big four they were going to do is what they announced which is one that's going to be in chicago yeah but it's obviously their championship match will be there which is what i Said. Yeah, that's probably... no. You said at the next said... big one at the one in Chicago in June, he, which is all in, out. In fairness, he did. He did. <laughs> Whatever. So there was a, a second match on the pre-show, which I think I kind of blinked and missed. Uh, Kip Sabian versus Sammy Guevara. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, a... it's a sur- sur- basically picture a cru- cruiserweight champion- uh, championship match. But just not as. It is, yeah, it was introduction to two guys. Yeah. Hmm. Match. There was no, there was no stakes or anything. It I was, honestly, you know, I honestly can't remember this match at all for the life of me. Like I, I remember the battle royale going into the main card. That that's I completely missed this. I match. think that's yeah. a lot of people's kind of like perception. Yeah, that, quite literally, quite literally. It, it, it was more. It was all. all screen time and hey they, they, they were sort of fighting kind of for the honor of having the first singles victory in, in yeah company. um know. i'm not sure if you guys have got anything to talk about this match go ahead i honestly can't remember this one for the life of me oh no we that, well that one though i've been the same boat as yeah, you I, 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 <laughs> so apologies to kip sabian and sammy Guevara, but um i mean kip, kip sabian uh, his work on the indies is uh, the name rings dark, a bell so. to me i'm sure i've heard it around somewhere 
Yeah, it, ha it has been making the rounds. Mm. So, you know, he, mm. he did... Uh, I believe he got the win anyway in this he match. Did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. so uh, he's obviously shaping to be something big in the company down the line. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. But um, I want to talk about the first match on the proper card, the six-man tag match between SoCal Uncensored uh, versus the Stronghearts. Um, so Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian are names that I recognize. Like I've seen, I've seen a Christopher Daniels match from way, 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 way back in the day, like early two thousands. I want to say I've seen a Christopher Daniels match in full Fallen Angel stuff. In full Fallen Angel mode, yeah. yeah. With, uh, with the cult stuff, yeah. Yeah, um, and they were versus the Stronghearts, which I believe was a Seema uh, T Hawk and L Linderman. Yes, if I've got the names right, and they're from a Japanese wrestling promotion. Chinese wrestling, Chinese wrestling promotion. Wrestling. Uh, was it OWE, isn't it? Oriental yeah. Wrestling... Um, is it Oriental Wrestling Entertainment? Or, uh, Oriental Wrestling Entertainment sounds correct, I think. Uh, yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, though their leader is from um, an ex-New Japan wrestler, I believe. Um, or was he Dragon Gate? Or Dragon Gate. It's either or. It's, I, know it, I know he's Japanese, I believe. I think it might be Dragon Gate. Mm. Irrelevance. Irrelevancy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, and this was a smart match to start off with. Um, if you didn't know anything about Scorpio Sky, Pete, you certainly learned in a hurry. Mm. But it was, a, it was a sensible match to start off. Solid stuff. You've got, you know, um, some extremely talented veterans of the ring, both single and tag team. Um, uh, that and obviously recognizable faces within the world of, uh, you know, the elite and being the elite in terms of SoCal Uncensored. Um, and even with that language barrier, that was a freaking good tag team match, I thought. It was very good. Um, I feel like there was a little bit of dead space in the middle of the match, just a little bit. Like, but other otherwise, it was really fun to watch. It's really interesting and difficult to see a match against. It's picking up the right words to use here. Um, Non-English speaking wrestlers against English speaking wrestlers. Because normally you're used to the call-outs and everything else, and obviously mm. when you're, like, there, there's, I mean, if you want to, I suppose if you want to talk about it in WWE terms, you've got Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka and everything else, but, but you don't you don't, you don't see a lot of that, so... Seeing... Well, actually, you know, you see that a lot in New Japan. You get a lot of uh, kind of, like, you know, mm. foreign um, wrestlers being part of that uh, organization. I mean, Kenny Omega for one. Uh, no, no, I, I get that, but you know, we're, talk, we're talking about we're talking about I'm talking about on the American scene, like yeah, I, I, it's it's the reverse isn't normally true, yeah, right. Um, because how often do you see Shinsuke on American? Like how how often do you see Shinsuke on uh, live television these days? How how much do you see Asuka? <laughs> you know, it's it's insane. It's and That's so it was because just because they forgot them. Yeah. Well. Yes, it um, lost them down a sofa somewhere. But yeah, it was, it was interesting, a very interesting match to watch. Yeah, two 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 very different styles in terms of the strong hearts because you had each of them, 
each of them, Seema, El Linderman, and T Hawk had their own specific things. Uh, El Linderman was well, they said he was a judoka, but he never used any remotely judo related, frankly. Um, but each of them have is you know their, their own very specific thing in terms of them their moveset and their style, um, even within in, the individual teams. But you know to have as good as matches they did. With that, with that, there there is that language barrier. There it says a lot about the professionalism and the um, the veteran status of those guys that they can you know they can essentially call the a match without the ability to actually communicate via language. So a lot of yeah, it was via absolutely. via body and via body and movement and and natural progression as the match flowed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was like really good to see. And I'd like to see more of that team, um, which is obviously the point of the match. You know, is is introducing yeah, is introducing that is having build up OWE and their reputation outside of China, uh, and obviously within China as well, because obviously highlighting them on a, on a big grand stage. Um, SCU don't need any <laughs> don't need any promotion whatsoever. I will happily watch any Christopher Daniels match you'll sit in front of me because Christopher fucking Daniels. And, you know, I, f- I think this is the first time I've, I've properly been able to see Scorpio Sky. I liked what I saw. I- I'd quite happily see uh, some more Scorpio Sky. But um, in terms of the match, very hard-hitting, very fast-paced. Um, that dead The deadlift German we had... Mm. I believe El, El, I believe uh, El Linderman, I think it was hit on Christopher Daniels was damn impressive. Anything yeah. that st- stood out for you guys? It's been a few days since I've watched it. I'll be honest with you, a lot of it has um, fallen by to the wayside. Um, I just remember it just being very, um, like you said, hard hitting, very fast paced, which is good. I mean, uh, I mean, just how, how long did it take? Like. The matches, like this one was 13 minutes, nearly 14 minutes. It didn't feel like it. Mm. Like No, mo- uh, most most of the show didn't feel that long in long in the long haul, but this was like a 4-hour um like show overall, yeah. I think. So, mm. and it didn't in general the whole show didn't feel like it was this, you know, a long haul slog like I mean, I went other. I went into this show thinking it was going to be 3 hours and then it was obviously not three hours um it was a little bit longer <laughs> but it didn't but, but it didn't feel like it was like you know it was dragging on no it was it was very yeah it's wow, very good wow. uh with the exception of one match one match dragged on about five minutes too long oh we'll think, get to that me. yeah i think i know what you um but yeah i mean following on from that we had uh a triple threat match which then got changed to a fatal four-way it was dr Britt baker dmd uh, Nyla Rose, Kylie Ray, and the introduction of Awesome Kong. Now, there's a name I recognise from a long time well, the ago. Reintroduction. Yeah. Um, like... So it got changed into a Fatal Four Way, and holy hell, this was this was fun to watch. This match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super, like you, super. Yeah, you got two super powerhouse women uh, off the division with obviously the returning Awesome Kong, formerly known as Karma mm-hmm. in WWE. Um, who has returned uh, after, you know, uh, you know, after kind of like I think she was retired for a while. Uh, well, she was. She's been doing glow. 
Oh, yeah. has she? Uh, oh, like she was in Golden Globe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I I thought well, I thought she kind of I think yeah, she kind of like stepped away from active in ring competition after having her kid and whatnot. Um, or rather, not yeah, having her kid, one. unfortunately. Oh, sugar, sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like um, although granted, she wasn't being too active in this match. Too, it was mostly the other three. <laughs> She's more... more. She was more active than, say, watching a Nia Jax match, though, and oh, she yeah, didn't fall. Don't. She didn't fall into the the tropes which I've hated in the Nia Jax matches of like, she, uh, she's a big girl, so obviously they treat her in like uh, just everything can just stun her and just knock her off pace. She still moved around the ring with speed and power and everything else. Always mm. has. Always yeah. has done. Always with, has without done. doing any of the big wrestler tropes, it was it was fun to watch. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, again, lots, lots going on, lots of little things. You had um, Nyla Rose, and obviously against Awesome Kong as as the big face down and the the big you know drag out brawl. You had Britt Baker against you know Smiley Kylie. There's a tag team I want to see. Those two like natural tag team. <laughs> the two of them just the two gimmicks. Uh... The dentist and the one who smiles all the time. You know. Oh my um, god! When I first saw Kylie Ray, I was just like, "This reminds me of very early Bailey," and I was just like, "No, she's that, that's that's literally that is the case. That is a, it, she's uh, Bailey's a hero, right? Okay, it, it, it's all circles. It's all circles. We're now at this point. We're now Bailey, fans of Bailey are now coming up uh, and doing stuff. Right? Okay, but then, oh gosh, because she hit a deadlift German as well. Uh, yes. Which was, which wow. was, which was, yeah, I know. It was just like, because you hit it on, obviously, a British Indies. She was never going to hit it on bloody awesome Kong, was she? But, <laughs> I mean, she would, but then she'd have snapped in half like a toothpick. But, yeah, she hit the, he, she hit a deadlift German as well. Yeah, she also, uh, obviously, broke away from the smiling yeah. gimmick to become aggressive in the match, whilst how yeah, but... was always just smiles and always. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, the, the, again, the eventually, like yeah. it's like it's like Unikitty, from the Lego movie. Yeah. It's just like Rainbow with smiles. I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lovely. Uh, there was a lovely bit during that sequence actually, where she she started losing it, and that Britt Baker actually basically kicks the ribbon off her hair, mm. which was, <laughs> hit her so hard the ribbon just came off completely. It was a good visual. Um, but yeah. Lots, lots going on. Awesome Kong, awesome Kong being in there. I think she's going to be, if she continues, if she signs. I mean, that's going to be interesting in terms of uh, what's going on and how she's used. I wonder if she's going to be used um, more as that sort of, you know, that, that sort of gatekeeper for the, the women's division as the, as yeah. the veteran. Also, if you've got her, we've uh, we mentioned Glow. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Glow aren't going to be doing stuff on WWE television anymore. In case it comes to promotion time, because they're going to end up doing it on AEW or promotion yeah. for AEW. But also, you've got her background from obviously her time in Japan. She's like five years in Japan, um, so she's she grew up in the business in the in the dojos of mm-hmm. Japan. I mean, proper 
Dodo's about, which is why she's got in some trouble down the years because she's uh, of the Japanese mindset of you don't fucking <laughs> disrespect me or I'll yeah. beat the shit out of you. Um, but it would be interesting if she then took over, you know, in terms of training. I'm not sure if there's any training or coaches for the women's. Um, no, I don't think uh, there's there's only been trainers and uh, kind of like producers and whatnot. Just sort of general. Stuff. Yeah, general, I, th- general I think stuff. if I think if you had on the AEW side, like take over, I sort of if you're going to do that sort of thing where you're going to have like an in-house training system or in-house in-house dojo. She's a pretty good candidate in terms of running it if you want it run in that Absolutely. Quite yeah, strong I style. I'm sure I'm sure Khan would be all for uh, uh you know funding that kind of like uh, system. Like, yeah, he'll he'll, he'll know he'll, he'll, he'll know about that. That would that would make sense in terms of helping some people gel and getting people used to things. Yeah. You know, as like a sort of maybe like a like a like a mini NXT, if you like. AEW's version of WCW Power Plant back in the day. Yeah, quite literally that actually. She'd be she'd be a pretty good a pretty good and bear in mind all the style she's done and seen the amount of people and contacts that she has over the years. But that she'd be a, pr- a pretty good judge of you know talent, I would say as well. So yeah, that, that, so that's that's an interesting one. Also, for what comes afterwards in terms of the division itself, but true. I mean, with the build-up to this match on uh, the Nightmare Family YouTube channel and everything else, with mm. Brandon, it made it feel like this match they were going to drop like a surprise women's title, and it was just going to be a women's title match. But obviously, they're no. keeping it for when they start the TV. They're show. they're also teasing pretty hard that Brandy was going to do it, and of course, she came out in wrestling gear as got yeah. a nice touch. They was like, oh yeah, bait and switch. Um, yeah, we're, they're gonna have obviously the women's the women's, the women's div- title, have, yeah. the proper the proper just, women's division. That's something that's they're big on. I just thought that when she came out, she was gonna just drop a surprise title. That was it. No, no because no, then no, they'd no. have to, then they would have to do the women's before the men's, and I think they want to do them separately in in that sense and have a big build up for each of them. Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, we'll move on to the next match. The breast, the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta. Versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Where's Trent? We found him. <laughs> we found Trent after all these years. I don't know what that means. Oh, but we had, but Chucky T was on the pay per view match that I watched, and I was quite happy about that. That was pretty much it. Hmm. I, I, I don't know what was up with the other two, Angelico and Jack Evans. Were they like really worried? That- uh, you cut out a little bit there, Kev. I was going to say, um, Jack Jack Evans and Angelico, were they like really scared that somebody was going to run them over in a car or something? I think they're more worried about how many tag matches were on the card. I'm just wondering why they were so fluorescent. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, it, 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 it's summer. Probably their style. It's spring, yeah. summer. It's not dark. It's not exactly dark out at the minute, you know. You never know, but I, this was a this was a good pay per view tag match, I guess. Yeah, it was fair. It was fair. Yeah, I mean the the best friends obviously gain, you know, uh, quite the you know kind of like col- collision in this uh, exchange. Yeah. I think it was fun to watch, but. 
uh, we the ending of the match as well. I think had a lot of people uh, not knowing who was coming through, and I found well, out afterwards, and I can't remember. If you know John, go ahead without having to. Have well, well, Kev up. knows them better than I did because I was just in the same boat as who these guys were as well. But of course, they were showing quite the intimidation here. But I would be surprised to know who these people were, thanks to Kevin, which were. What? <laughs> Apparently, you know. Say, say the name. Say it. What, Chucky e. T? <sighs> the, no, the tag team that came in and you know. Oh, sorry, shit. I missed that entirely. I missed that entirely. I missed what you meant entirely. No, <laughs> the guys who came in, and this was this is such a shame because it, they needed something coming up on the screen to actually go and make people say who they were because a lot of people are familiar with them but they are not familiar with them now mm -hmm. they're, they're not they're not familiar with the story that they've gone through and how they they're all heels now that they were the super smash bros who you probably that have seen it. on youtube from their time in shikara very specifically their tag team match with incoherence and the if, you, if you've come across any video clip about wrestling called princess peach is a tramp <laughs> Okay, yeah. with the argument between uh, between Delirious and uh, Player Uno, who's the guy in the mask, um, and is now Evil Uno. Uh, yeah, this is that was them. It was them making the debut, and I, I love the fact that they was they have summoned minions. <laughs> They basically summoned the, the hundred man melee just because. <laughs> yeah, that is literally it. Oh, now that you say say that now, I'm just expecting. Now that you uh, say, yeah, now that you, no, 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 no. When you're saying that now, I'm just expecting someone to just insert the hundred man melee kind of like theme music as absolutely. that's happening. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so that, so that was the whole shebang in terms of that. Um, it really needed somebody. It really needed the graphic. It needed the, an audio cue that people would be familiar yeah. with. It didn't help. Just turning up was like because it, uh, it didn't help that the commentary team also seemed to not know who they were well excalibur did but then he didn't say and the reason he didn't say was because they probably be getting a name change because unsurprisingly whilst super smash brothers is probably fine on there'll the be legality terms on there's it there's legalities yeah. with nintendo they'll have to have a different name i'm sure they'll get away with player uno or evil uno and whatever uh player dose is called nowadays i forget um there's been a, there's been a whole like you know, 10 years of this team doing stuff on the indies all over the place yeah. um and yet as a result it kind of lost that that connect and, that, and, and people were sort of going huh because you know they there was there was nothing to get them oh it's so and so yeah because they just they just simply have a lot of people just simply haven't seen them in their current guys and current look um i'm that said I am so fucking pleased that these guys are getting, you know, a proper shot because they have been around the block for so damn long and are really, really entertaining. I think, and again, it, I, I, think I think that's a, a lot to be said for a lot of the people that are appearing on this. Yes. Oh, yeah. AEW. Uh, because that, that's uh, the Young Bucks now helping to bolster this tag division, mm. especially with all these kind of like uh, unknowns mm. coming up um you've got a lot of you've got a lot of the old the, the old shikara guys from from like the 
from like the glory days of Shikara, if you like, coming through. Even think people like Bryce, who's obviously was been the chief referee uh, of Shikara for goodness knows how long, and is pretty much the keystone of the damn thing. Um, so you've got them. You've got you've got you know, workhorse guys from you know, Ring of Honor and, and Evolve and other places that are, that are coming in, and you've got this this international outreach as well. It's a really good way of doing stuff. Um, the match, going back to the match though, uh, there was a problem I had with the match. I don't know if you had this as well. Was that there was? It was great to see so many tag team spots. However, every single tag team spot was just like, okay, this is the finish. Oh, it's like false it's like finishes. yeah, it wasn't even false finishes. It was just like, okay, this is. Is this your finisher? Or was this your finisher? Or was this your finisher? And yeah, it, it was. It was very much. It was very much. Um, like move, move, move. Tag team move. False finish. Momentum switch. Move, move, move. Tag team move. Momentum switch. So move. it kind of like went. In uh, it, it, and it's not, it got to a point where it was, yeah it was. Very plodding, methodical. Yeah, and I just, I just got to the point where just like they're hitting so many of these moves that should kind of have been finishers for the match. Yeah, you you can get exhausted from that, and it, it gets to the point where you sort of go, like, "Was this it?" And then, and at the end, it was sort of a bit. And as a result, at the end, it's sort of anticlimactic because then it's like, "Oh, well, oh, that was it." See, what you're explaining now is what I felt later on mm. in one of the matches. So, mm. well, well, we'll get, we'll get to, it, we'll get to it. But I mean, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, um, yeah, but, but yeah. Um, the next match was a bit of a weird one, I find. Um, uh, and I'm going to butcher some of the pronunciations here as well. Um, Hikaru Shida, Uriho Aba, Aba, a, a, ooh, it's not Abe, it's a, Abe. And Abe. Ryo Mizunami, uh, defeating, uh, sorry, versus Asha Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, and Emi Sakura. I think I think yes. I got most of those right. Well, you didn't, but you're doing better than me, and even I would have trouble trying to pronounce some of those names. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a nice little kind of like uh, exhibition of these fem Japanese female wrestlers. Yeah, the the, um, the, the Joshi wrestlers, yeah. as as it's referred to. It yeah. felt like the crowd was pretty dead for most of this. It was though. Yeah, I, I I can definitely agree. I didn't get that. I got that it was one of those matches where we don't know who's who. We're just gonna sit down and enjoy it, mm. as opposed to it necessarily being dead. It wasn't a lack of interest. It was because you know there was a bits where the crowd was, was got right involved. They definitely um, got well involved. Came, close, yeah, close to the end of the match when it yeah, got a little bit. It, high. Yeah, it was one of those ones where you, I think, they just sat down and just like, okay, we don't know what, what who's who. This is an exhibition. We just enjoy it for what it is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> It's fine. Yeah. Um, don't worry. It's, it's it's warm, so the windows are open, and all the students are are, are well busy. It's fine. Um, well, they're having street fights on the on the streets. Hey, quick know? quick live commentary, Pete. Portsmouth street fight. That's it. Yeah. Still, still chairs. 
Dust Come as you are. And uh, wooden ladders. Please, don't throw this um, at home. Do it in the street. That's it, innit? Um... But no, um, the, yeah, the match itself. I mean, uh, I mean, the characters. Uh, oh, well, there was uh, some really uh, nice characters. Although one of them, I think it was Rio. I think is her name. Um, she is quite impressive, being that she's only twenty-one or twenty-two, and she has thirteen years of experience. Please, for the love of God, she's not like she didn't wrestle Kenny Omega when yeah, she was seven. <laughs> exactly. Was that the girl? This, that's what I'm thinking. Because if, if 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 she's got that much of a career and and she was like a girl, like yeah, a wee girl yeah. when she was just starting her career, I'm thinking it's like, oh my God, is she the girl who, you know, tried was wrestling Somewhere Kenny Jim Omega so many times. Having an ambulance. <laughs> it's at the prospect of this girl. I mean, but, but yeah. Um, but no, I mean, she was quite impressive, actually, uh, for someone so young, yet she has so much experience. Um, she was actually very impressive during the match. Um, another one that was very notable was... Um, oh, I've forgotten her name. Um, she was very dolled up for the, the match. Like She was like, the ma- like d- dubbed the magical girl. I think. Um, oh yeah, that was. I mean, she she was pretty much, you know, just. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoyed her in the ring. I thought she was. Yeah, she was. She she had she had the right attitude to be in that ring. She she had that kind of like, uh, you know, mm. uh, cheerful gimmick. Essentially, she was pretty much like a Japanese Bailey. Like. Uh, Everyone's uh, a Bailey. <laughs> Not everyone's a Bailey. Oh, um, you're a Bailey. You're a Bailey. You're a Bailey. You're if a you look Bailey. under your chair, it's a Bailey. It's a Bailey Bailey. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> As you're launching. Oh god, I'm so But yeah, oh, it, 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 I mean, it was great to see uh, Archie Kong there getting getting props. Obviously, a, a massive veteran of the of the Japanese scene. Yeah, uh, there was, uh, however, quite notable kind of like hiccups during the match i mean there was a couple of attempts of like trying to break pins and trying to hold each other back for spots and stuff like that that was a bit sloppy um but all in all it was still a decent match uh overall besides the little mistakes here and there i i thought mm. yeah it's again again you kind of got that language barrier but with the ref yeah, that time because obviously the refs got to give instruct. I mean, we had the, you're right. We had the longest two in the world at one point. Mm-hmm. Well, as we waited for the magical girl to fly in, and, yes, and, and break up the bit. One, two. <laughs> but she was taking too long uh, making her transformation sequence. Uh... Apparently so. Apparently so. But don't worry, don't worry. It'll be cut down in the dub. <laughs> There's or re reshot. How was re shot entirely? So we got, but we got that. We had, there was there was some other stories going on in there. There was we had the the uh, student and the teacher. Yeah, which ended up moving mm-hmm. to the actual. That seemed to be the overarching story of this yeah. match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was which was really good, to, really good to see. Um, I I never th- I never thought we'd be introduced to the uh, we will rock you crossbody in the corner. That, that was, was funny, great. even when the crowd got involved with that. that Look, was yeah, really the crowd, the crowd got it immediately. Yeah, was yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> it, it was, it was, was funny because that would be that would be the second Freddie Mercury uh, like uh, personification um, 
off the night because the first one was Christopher Daniels being quite Freddie Mercury-ish. Yes, uh, he, yeah, well, he, well, he, well, he's got he's got the Freddie Mike thing as his, yeah. as his gimmick. Yeah. Uh, actually, his current gimmick, Christopher Daniels' current gimmick, is like several of his gimmicks merged together <laughs> in some sort of weird fashion. Gimmick he's still, he's still got the military jacket with the medals on and shit, even though he's doing all this other stuff. Yeah. But yeah, but we again, had, that we kind of that, that was, that was good, which yeah. obviously with this uh, with the yeah. female wrestler here who was in full yeah, Freddie had, Mercury mode. Yeah, because she had like she had like um, a Freddie-ish outfit on as well. Yeah, it I wasn't a full Freddie suit or anything, but yeah, but there was a, there was, we had some super hard things. There was a um. There was a driver that just looked like it murdered the girl. I don't know if you remember that. It was it was like a it was like a like a suplex driver. That um... didn't they do a tower of doom spot as well during that match? Not not in that one because we had it in. No, we had that in the um, the fatal four way. Oh yes, I oh, I'm getting the women's ma- matches mixed up now. No. But. but... Um... But no, the the driver. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, no. If, if I mean, he, <laughs> Jr. thought she, Jr. thought she was just had it, because <laughs> I mean, because she, she was like a hundred pounds anyway. Mm, yeah. And and I know Jim Ross. One of Jim Ross's favorite things is obviously uh, folded up like an accordion. She really was. Mm. She really was. I'm pretty certain her leg and head switched places at one point during that entire sequence. It was. It was. It was. It was a hard hitting, like I say. Oh, so it was all hard hitting. Oh, oh yeah, because we had the um, we we had the sort of the again with the the student teacher. We had the the standing elbow off. Mm. Where, well, stiff. stiff is not even the word for it. <laughs> it was straight. I'm gonna try and beat the shit out of you now in the middle of this ring. Come at me. But uh, overall, it's still okay match, you know. Um, and uh, what was it? I think obviously not uh, uh, Kong's team, but uh, the other team obviously getting the win mm. because they they were kind of like the the upcoming veteran or like young youngsters. The, the, the young the youngsters got the win. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna let you two fight for who's gonna talk about this, Cody. Versus Dustin. Which one of you wants to talk about this one? I will start, but only so I can say I love what they do to get around the WWE thing, which is to announce Cody as Cody with Brandy Rhodes! <laughs> so they get around the Cody Rhodes thing by announcing it that way. But it doesn't so... matter. But it doesn't really understand. It, it... It questions me how that's still going around, even though Dustin comes out as Dustin Rhodes. Well, Dustin, yeah, it's, it's different in terms of the uh, yeah the trademark and copyright. Yeah, no one's quite sure where the truth lies in it all, but uh, it's it, but it's a very creative way of of getting him to to essentially still announce him as as Cody Rhodes without calling him Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Um, but this match made me cry uh, due to the amount of blood. <laughs> the ending legit made me cry. Well, yeah, I the 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 ending of the match. Yes, it was very emotional moment. But in terms of the full match itself, it was brutal as hell. Like uh, I really didn't think that they would go all out with this. Um, 
um, you know, I, there, it was the whole concept of like Cody, you know, uh, ending the attitude era that, uh, you know, Dustin was a part of for the longest time. Um, and, uh, having to go into the well of have having, uh, that much blood shed in that ring. It was just absolute oof, rule. Yeah. Like, I think I, a lot of people I've not have, seen that. a lot of people have said like that the blade job was Eddie Guerrero levels of blade. Oh God, yeah. very much so. There was yeah. uh, a couple of spots with the amount of blood that was very reminiscent of Brett versus Austin as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like there was heavy kind of like a symbolism of yeah. the, you know, usage of, uh, well, I wouldn't say symbolism, but like uh, the usage of blood. I thought it was just going to be like a simple affair of like, uh, you know, brother versus brother kind of like thing, but they really, really amped it up. And, I thought I thought maybe the the amount of blood that was shed during the match was too much, but looking back on it, I think it, you know after it was all said and done, I think it was oh you know it was all right, yeah. I mean it could have ended up being much worse, but uh, yeah. I mean it's because we again we're kind of used to thanks to the likes of the PG era, yeah. Which, by the way, this be... wasn't a PG show. This was like TV. <laughs> no, yeah, no, this, yeah, this was straight up. This was this was straight up, um, straight up. That the fact that we obviously are, are kind of not used to blood anymore. Which is, so when it happens, it's slightly it's more shocking now. Yeah. yeah. So when you know, and it's usually hard Brock's way an, when Brock's an idiot and Hardways it's Hardway somebody wrong. Um, it's yeah. even more shocking because you're just because you don't see that anymore. And you still, you know, you know, the the refs get the blue gloves out, and and that was the th- still... that was another thing. It's like uh, Earl Hebner. Earl Hebner was covered in blood at yeah. the end of it. He's like, he's a man; he can take take it no matter what. Like, you know. I mean, he's a walking skeleton now, but bless him. But yeah, he's been in the business for 104 years, uh, or whatever it was that they said. Because <laughs> that was the, that was the thing, Dustin Rose. 50 year old man he's been in the he's been in the business for x amount of decades oh by the way here's Earl hepner and he's yeah i was gonna say earl's probably had i I was gonna say earl's probably had like like about 40 years at least yeah it was it was about 40 years but the fact that you had that but i mean you're right in the austin in the austin analogy because you'll see the big the big um the big visual was obviously the the blood go down his face as he as as he tried to get out of the sharpshoot. Yeah. But for um, uh, for Dustin, you had the whole thing that his right side was painted red anyway. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, so you literally had this, this slowly filling up the other side of his face with red and then, and then it starting to erase all the details on the other side, the, the painted side of the face with the black and the silver. So essentially he was a crimson mask. He, he said, yeah, he literally became a crimson mask and um, commentators pointed out that there was, there was literally a point where okay, he was, it was covered in, it was covered in blood. He went like that, cleaned himself off. By the time he got up, it was covered again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was ridiculous. We had that, I mean, horrendous shot. And it, it was horrendous to see. 
when Dustin's Dustin's down and he sort of turns towards Cody and we have basically a faucet. That was onto onto the mat. It was Yeah, it was it really did make you sort of do a sort of double take and and lump in the throat situation because of just like, oh my goodness me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and other moments as well. Cody Oh, Cody early on doing, yeah, when he's sort of looking at the blood on his hand of his yeah. half-brother, and then he does the cross. And he did it, he did it, what, what, I wish the commentators had picked this up, actually, because he also did it across the dream tattoo. Yeah. And that was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> what is yeah. going on with this match? And he was lining up the knuckles for the punches into the wound. It was, it was um, mm. some very hardcore stuff and not, and I do mean that in the sense of violence as opposed to what we normally associate hardcore with now. Mm-hmm. We had the, well, hitting, each other's, hitting each other's moves and stuff. We had, but then that all started from a really creative spot, actually, as well. Because we had the, the tease for Shattered Dreams. Yeah. Cody countering it by pulling off the turnbuckle pad underneath his dick basically um and and then but chuck it but instead of like hiding it so that you as you would do is it yeah so i was going to kick the turn the outspoken turnbuckle he's going to hurt his foot no he forget he threw it at dustin so that he would think about it and he changed his mind did a sort of more of a sort of dive towards it and and sort of the comeuppance was that way Mm -hmm. um so yeah there's some some really creative spots and it Fucking hell, Dustin Rhodes can still wrestle. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm uh, I actually thought he was actually gonna call this as his last match, and yet he, he was gonna. It was gonna. It was. He was. He was saying afterwards. He was. You can see him on the recording. He's actually in the process of trying to take his boots off because he wanted to leave his boots in the ring, and that was going to be the thing. Yeah. And then but, Cody, uh, Cody said what he said. Yeah, but uh, with it. Um... You know, like uh, his work rate, he has not missed anything. Even though he hasn't been on on the road uh, for for yeah. the last year or so, that yeah, much. been in the ring for a year like, or something. Yeah, I mean, granted, the much the most he did was bloody mixed match challenge, um, which was like months ago and whatnot. And and quote unquote barely, managing Mandy. Yeah, and he was barely being used used in that capacity at all. But no, when he when you tell him. You go, he will fucking go. And he that was went. that was the reddest code red I think we'll ever see. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was just ridiculous. All it, of the red, all of the code red. But everything, everything worked. Even yeah. that sort, even that weird bit where they sort of like collided in midair. You, yeah. you know that? You remember that bit? There was, there was supposed to be like countering there, but because they sort of collided in midair and it was it was all it was it was a mess. Mm-hmm. Of a, of a collision in midair, but it made sense in the match because it was just like they're just hurling each other themselves at each other and sort of bouncing off and trying to do something. Cody's tried doing do things, but it just it couldn't work, and so was Dustin. Um, the only odd thing I could probably say is the spot of uh, Brandy giving Dustin a spear. I'm, I'm, yeah, they're, they're, they're setting up as setting up a spear for a while though. I'm I'm down with that. I like the fact that it was immediately caught. Yeah. And then she gets carted away by DDP. It's like, hi DDP, bye DDP. Uh, collect your check at the end. Collect your check at the exit, DDP. Setting up. 
Um, but uh, oh, yeah, overall, this match was like really oh, it's amazing. This match, amazing for it, it, for for it, for a twenty three for a twenty three minute match. It definitely didn't feel like it. Like it was. And just... would you think this would be possibly match of the night from you guys? Because this I'll is tell you what, it's, it's this and it's, tied it's, up with it's, another. It's close, but it's let let me put it this way: it's uh, in my top two. But it is very legitimately one of my one of the best matches I have seen for a very long time. Because it had a story that you would yeah that a you proper story. There, there was there was so much invested in it uh, from the very beginning when the crowd was chanting for Dusty, and you know both of them were, both of them were trying not to break down to obviously through the end and the, the violence, and then obviously the 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 ending where it was the culmination of this thing of you know the because because that was the that was the the big thing that's been sort of said but wasn't actually highlighted that much in the video the video package but was in the extended stuff beforehand Mm -hmm. was that yeah they you know they their brothers were their half brothers they consider themselves brothers, but they're very, very different people because they are such different ages and they've grown up in two different generations quite literally. So they were they are very very different, and to have that bit where, you know, sort of both found acceptance in the other, and 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 it was the the admittance of needing, of Cody needing his brother. You know, and and that and, and, and let's be honest, Cody's not that good an actor. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I mean, his his, 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 vo- his yeah his voice breaking there was totally genuine. Uh, in terms, in terms of, like, I need my brother. It was, but that was, that was, that was utterly genuine, and that, that was very, that was as in the moment as you can get. I, I think. think that's, I think that's obviously reflecting to his whole thing of like uh, he's wanted him to be to come out yeah. of WWE for so long after yeah. ever since he left. Yeah. And yeah, each each has wanted something of the other. Finally, they finally got it, and absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, and and, Dust, and Dustin gets his last ride. Uh, gets to show, yeah, the old man can. Not a question if he's still got it. He never lost it. He just never had the chance to. Never reach. had the chance to show who he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to move on to a match which was good, but I personally felt dragged on about five minutes too long. Uh, the Young Bucks of Matt and Nick Jackson versus the Lucha Brothers of Pentagon Junior and Ray Phoenix. Tell us about this, Pete. No, somebody else can. It will do. You guys will do a much better job of explaining. Oh, these I, want, no, I want you to tell us about this one actually, because this is this is. We want to see how you. Yeah, because yeah, this. yeah, we'll see you. I just watched it. Like I, I just, I just watch these things. Uh, I enjoy well, them if they're it, there. But you also critique it, so go ahead. I don't, I don't yeah. critique yeah. these things yeah. much as well so, as you do. Okay, so, so, so to, to set the scene, guys, we have the sets of brothers. I must admit, I didn't actually all this time whilst there was the whole thing. Oh yeah, the Lucha Bros. I didn't realize they are actually brothers. Felix um, <laughs> <laughs> and Pentagon Junior. <laughs> Somehow that escaped me. I was like, oh yeah, they're the tag team Lucha Bros. But they actually addressed it back in the commentary and said, yeah, no, this isn't like wrestling brothers. These are brothers. So we have the two sets of brothers with the obviously the Young Bucks. Um, it was still sort of, and they've been off the road for a long time as well. And then they, they were worried about ring rust. And then we had obviously the Lucha Brothers in, in, 
in uh, Phoenix and Pentagon Jr., or whatever the fuck Pentagon calls himself nowadays, um, thanks to various naming issues. Mm. I think his they, they, they kept calling him Pentagon way down through it, so I don't think it matters anymore. No, I think it's like Pentagon Jr. Um, yeah. um, in AEW and other things. I think Ooh. it's like in places like Lucha Underground. Yeah, Boston, yeah, they, well, they, they, the Underground. Where they had to change the name. Yeah. 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 Um, so, but yeah, it was for the AAA World Tag Team titles, which the uh, Bucks essentially stole off of the Lucha Brothers by coming out after they'd done the match and then charging to a match, and then unsurprisingly, they won. Um, but yeah, so it was it was a big old game of one-upsmanship. Yeah, uh, the, the the whole thing of them just keeping at each other. And granted, I can understand how like Pete obviously just thought this went on a little too long with uh, the multitude of uh, tag team spots because there was a lot of them, but. I found I found solace in this, like I found I found uh, the the collision uh, collusion of uh, both these teams pulling off these immense unique double team moves, uh, especially the Lucha Brothers. They they were bloody good with their double teams. It's like it's it's something I've never seen that often. In fact, ever in in the WWE product. Yeah, but this is them showcasing their talents um, that they've been doing multiple times on the indies and other. Yeah, they have been tearing up the indies. Yeah, in terms of what they in terms of what they've been doing, um, like you say, there was some frankly astounding moves in that match. Pentagon doing the the gory special and the package pile driver at the same time. That was just like, what? How the fuck have you done that? Like, take down both bucks with two moves in one go, both of which yeah. require different, you know, methods of holding and different and strength in different parts of the body, and do it safely. Crazy, but yeah, like I say, it's a big old game of one-upmanship. Um, very, very in your face. You've got the stories, the. Continuing stories that we've had throughout, with you know, Matt Jackson's back and uh, all this. They, other they shit. were the the big story part they were trying to build up for a lot of this was the fact that the the Bucks had taken some time off so they could get over some uh, injuries and that this may affect a lot of their in ring action. They hit each other with some moves and they were trying. Like I like if I was a better man, I would have put it on the Bucks to have lost the belt. A, because of the story, and B, because you wouldn't have expected the EVPs to go over on their own show. You know, you would have thought they'd drop the belts back and everything else. But there you go. If it was predictions, I definitely would have lost that one. I think what we'll see is ultimately when the tag belts happen, there'll be a rematch for this, and it'll be for the AEW belts and the AAA belts. And then the brothers will win both belts. I don't think the Bucks will be the first because the money's in the chase, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't think the Bucks will be the Bucks. The Bucks are the 
sort of the, the, the member of the elite who the, who the fans are most accepting of, okay, these guys will win the belts. Mm-hmm. They're not, they, they, you know, they're perfectly fine with, they, they, they expect the Bucks to win the belts. They think that, you know, Omega's going to get it eventually. Cody, you know, if Cody wins it, then people will just go, mm. yeah. Um, oh, we never talked about the throne. Spot. Oh yeah, right. anyway, but, but we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um. But where was I? So you've got so you've got all of the elite. You've got any and and everyone is your breakout guy as the as the one who who the he's your Orton for for the elite in terms of he's the guy who's going to be end up being a top and, guy for the future. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, it still makes sense that the Bucks don't win the belts first. Do they? Um, also, another reason why it may have gone slightly long or a bit long for Pete's. For Pete's it sake. just I can, it, I can I can understand it why. It just felt um, like both toward, Lucha Brothers got injured <laughs> towards towards the end. It just felt like there was like a lot of just dead air mm. in the yeah, match. Um, both Lucha Brothers got injured. Mm, I know. Uh, so I think it might be a little bit of playing for time. It could have been. Um, on things. But as I'm saying, it just felt like it just went on a little bit too long. Everything else on the card, just it just felt like it was. It felt natural length, you know? It, mm. It, mm. I yeah, know. In, terms of, in terms of timing, I mean, it was the uh, oh, second longest match on the card um, at nearly 25 minutes. Yes. Could have, yeah. I, I mean, I agree in that it could have been trimmed a couple of minutes off of that and been probably a little bit better but i mean from from my side it was a uh that, that it was a, like the first time of properly properly seeing both the bucks you know go both the bucks go at it a full pelt and the lucha brothers on a stage a stage they deserve frankly hmm. uh and they delivered yeah I definitely agree that they definitely showcased a really good tag team match. Uh, that would be um, possibly the bar, you know, kind of like a bar setting of like high caliber pay per view matches. And it's like it's definitely, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's like uh, obviously something like this would obviously be showcased in high pro- high profile, kind of like. Uh, pay-per-view matches going forward um you know don't expect this to be showcased like on on a weekly basis so heck no it's like uh this is like you know something but you've got but you've got in those two sets those two teams they can go off and have amazing matches with anybody yeah Definitely. They're, they're pretty much the, they're probably much the Usos and New Day of this yeah, they, uh, yeah. company now. A, a very good, a, a very good analogy. Um, and Which is funny, funny because Usos was copying a lot what what the Young Bucks um, were establishing uh, on the indie scene. I think. <laughs> so. There's a, a lot of good. We, there was oh there was there was some, some really nice touch there in the. That was called out again by in commentary, but yeah, Excalibur. I'm, I'm guessing, um, like the well, the, nod, the, 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 the nod. weren't helping. Yeah, I mean, Jr. was okay. He was okay, but he wasn't in Excalibur, the same. Excalibur, Excalibur was good, apart from the 
period of time during the Omega Jericho match where he kept calling Jericho Generico. Um, apart from that, apart from that, wasn't it? Wasn't it the match with the Young Bucks and um, yeah. The other one where where people were shouting out about uh, Kevin Steen and El Generico. That was because that was because Matt did the uh, the top rope brain buster. That was uh, El Generico's obviously now Sami Zayn, uh, yeah. but don't tell Sami Zayn that. Uh, El, <laughs> El Generico's of very famous, I guess, finisher um, on the indie scene was that top rope brain buster, which just looked like he just murdered somebody. Um, and I think that's probably where <laughs> I think that's probably where <laughs> where Phoenix got injured, um, unsurprisingly. Mm. But yeah, there, so there was that, and then there was the um, the doing like the, the Motor City Machine Guns finisher, which was a little nod to their their rivalry when they were Generation Me, whatever they were called in in TNA. No. So uh, so there's nice there's lots of nice little bits in there. Um, like I say, everyone got to look like an absolute badass um, and do some really sweet moves. Agreed. Um, we'll we'll talk about the throne at the end stuff and everything. Yeah, that's going to be our um, because I think uh, that as well as uh, stuff after AEW with uh, the surprise at the end. I think. Uh, oh well, yeah, let's um, Jericho Omega. So this is the first time I've seen Omega in action. And this was this was a fucking quality match to watch. Really was. Yeah, coming fresh from his uh, escapades in Sword Art Online. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was get it though. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 one who definitely loves his uh, video games, uh, video games and anime and whatnot. So it's ni- nice to him to you know sneak that little reference. Uh, in his entrance. He, he, put, he puts in also, doesn't he? But yeah the match itself it's like again bar a couple of little mistakes here and there um this was a good a good match it's probably not to the same caliber as their new japan belt um uh, i think it was like a year year and a half ago now it's like uh... uh yeah i think he said like i think Jake said it was like 16 months at some point yeah i so it's like just just over a year yeah, um, well, I think I think the broken nose might have had something to do with that in terms of in terms of like slowing things down a bit. Yeah. Um, but no, it's like um, it was still really good, like um, for them to you know get together. Omega, oh Jesus Christ! And it's like uh, Omega and Jericho in the table is like uh, the stomp. Yes, the stomp on that table. That was insane. Like, I thought, I thought, was, I, I thought it was. An- Stone cold certainty that his ankle was broken. Yeah, and when I say his ankle, potentially either of them. Yeah, because of how how, how uh, Omega landed on it and how it was how Jericho's leg was. Yeah, like, so it's like, God. and uh, yeah, th- thanks, thanks, uh, Galber for the uh, Botchamania reference there as well. Thanks. He um, is the table. Yeah. So, um, but no, it's like. Uh, Oh, the the V triggers that were being pulled off. Um, there were some during there the matches. Some there were some really snap good ones. On some of those, yeah. yeah it's like uh, one. There was one in the corner. One, uh, obviously, a traditional V trigger uh, to it. Uh, one wing angel. I love that. Not yeah, not one winged angel. 
Excalibur. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Will one winged angel. Even fucking JR. <laughs> All right, you know, J J JR was straight in there on the first set with oh, one winged angel. I, I do want to. I, I do like... want to talk quickly about how how Jr. really came into his own in this match because he knew I... Jericho and he... Omega, like so he felt much well, he more did... into this match compared to uh, quite was, a lot of the other ones. I believe he called the yeah because he did stuff for for New Japan, so he he called the well the pre the previous ones. Um. So yeah. So he's 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 got that research and Jr. Obviously, we we know that Jr. That his best. When he's invested in the people, yeah. Mm -hmm. and so Jr. Obviously, is uh, you know he's familiar with some of them. Like you say, Pete, he's he's very familiar with Jericho, obviously, and is and is familiar now with um, with Omega in his work. As time progresses, if he's doing this full time, as time progresses, his he'll get the edge back on on that commentary. But yeah, but yeah, when he he was in sort of classic JR mode for this match uh, and it really benefited the match as a result yeah I would definitely agree it definitely helped uh, this match uh, be you know in a, a very high caliber uh, just not as high as it, it would have hoped to be but still it was still, good, it was still good really really good to watch yeah. oh yeah really enjoyable to watch yeah um, lots of I was thinking, the, 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 when the table finally broke... Mm -hmm. And by God, those tables uh, throughout the night, those were... I, I, I feared that any of those tables were just not, you know, good enough to try and break. I think they were too sturdy. But no, they actually broke quite well. They, yeah, those, those were really good tables. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly. It's like, it's sturdy enough to take some punishment and still be mm. put up. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to put somebody on top of it. Let's put it that way, because mm. it, like, it did feel like it was, you know, like a wallpaper table or whatever it is, maybe decorator's table. Um, but yeah, did you, the, the the fact that it's sort of like it went in that yes, sort of that 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 was like ridiculously satisfying for some yeah. reason. It was like, oh, he's gone, he's gone through it. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So I mean, it was very enjoyable to watch. Very. Good match. Really enjoyed this from start to finish. Unfortunately, my stream kind of died at the end of it. So um, yeah. I'm aware of the appearance of one Mr. John Moxley, who we all was... Uh, it's, yeah. it's finally been announced not a work. And yeah, um, yeah I, I missed this. I haven't even seen a replay of it yet. So if you guys want to talk about this quickly. Oh, wow. It was basically Jericho, after the match, Jericho won the match. So he's now going uh, to face uh, Hangman Page. Uh, hang, hangman and page um, to uh, at uh, all out which is the uh, next big uh, pay-per-view uh, pay in uh, chicago but uh, of course between that you've got to uh, um fight for the fallen, fight for the fallen and uh, uh, fighter fest fighter fest yes um so i don't know you know we might get hopefully not both matches. of them between there because you know all outs in june uh, and no, the August. other all ups in August. Uh, Firefest is next, I think. Yeah, or Fight for the Fall. Mm -hmm. And then Fight for the Fall is next, and it's. Fall. I don't know. Yeah. Right. But I know, it's... I know, all out, all out is way after those things. But um, uh, but after the match, Jericho got onto the mic saying, 
He's like, I deserve a thank you from all of you people. And he's like, you des- you have to thank me because I put this show on. And he's like, I'm the big, you know, I'm the star. And I'm the catalyst for everything. And I then- am the person. I am. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then out from the crowds, just coming in. Everyone's noticing. Everyone's just cheering. Everyone's going to, everyone's just. Oh, the- the noise it was the just roof right. came off the place as jr pointed as jr was pointing out because jr went ballistic finding out that john moxley was coming in mm. and he was coming in yeah. from the crowd lex luger came in so what's he doing here what's he doing here he distracted sting even flair stopped doing what he was doing i was wondering what the hell was going on Somebody said, get him out of here. And yeah. he very nice in that white shirt. Yeah. Um, and we've totally glossed over the uh, championship uh, reveal as well earlier. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that after this. Um, but um, yeah, the John Moxley just came in. He didn't grab a mic. He just grabbed Jericho, DDT'd him, uh, grabbed the ref, DDT'd him. And then uh, uh, Omega was just stirring he was about to get him but omega was fighting them they brawled got out uh brawled into the crowd went up onto the chip display of like the poker chips for it's called uh, a stack john yeah it's like and they're just going on top of it and then uh ambro uh moxley um ddt's uh omega on the chips and it's like um and that ends our show. Spikes him or spikes him. Yeah. Oh, he spikes and, him. And the, though, then he then gives him like a death bar onto. Oh yes! Like, the, oh, totally. Got onto the, the onto the onto the stage. And it's like it's like, it's like perspex sheeting. Yeah. It's not like it's not like oh yeah, this is a this is a piece. This of, is like crash mat. This is a piece of black velvet over some maybe boxes or crash mat. No, it's like a piece of piece of perspex over. I mean, they're still there, obviously, but it's a piece of perspex over it, and it was like. And it, it looked it looked like he landed hard, and that's how that's how we went off off the air. Yeah. Um, also, actually, when they when they brawled through the ropes, um, oh yeah, they, like, like, uh, they landed in that broken table. <laughs> oh yeah, that <laughs> which, was, which actually made it is what we more because they both landed. Obviously, that was that was, was going to hurt, but they were both back up and, and both fighting really hard, and that's really good because I don't think anyone really expected the the direction when when Moxley a, a, arrived was be oh he's going to go after Omega. Mm-hmm. And they've set that off. They've set that off now. So we've done with. The, there's almost like a clean break between the Jericho and Omega, and now that's that's the tangent uh, Moxie's on. But he was, yeah, he he was feeling that, wasn't he? Oh yeah, that, <laughs> definitely. Oh, um, but yeah, what 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 a way to end the show and um, super hot. Yeah, uh, but before. Before we wrap up with uh, the yeah, other we've got other things to talk about. Um, um, jo- uh, Kev, do you want to? Because this is the big thing for you the the uh, the entrance for Cody and Dusting with Cody doing the well, um, let's let's the big uh, fu okay. to WWE. I want to. I want well, you to talk about that. Say, okay, so this has been a very divisive thing uh, among people. I, I'm I'm very much aware of this, but we had this weird central thing throughout which is basically like a, a, a central light thing we, we had like wcw style tunnels 
to the side. Or, or, uh, or impact. Uh, yeah, uh, or, 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 yeah, or old school impact as well. Yeah, you're quite right. Um, those those engines, which I, which I really like, there was nice back in some form. Uh, but we had this like weird chandelier thing made out of like tubes uh, as part of the center thing. Uh, and when it came time for Cody to come to come out, I mean, he he did so eventually. But there was like a very big sort of orchestral, you know, build up, and then it row the chandelier thing row, yeah, ambient ambient music to sort of build up how important this was, and it rose up, and there we had it. The a, a personification of a throne with an iron cross on it and skulls, very much uh, a, a certain individual who may be known for that most slightly long winded uh, <laughs> entrances involving such imagery at very large pay per views, per se. Yeah. Um. And then, so then Cody came in in his garb as, as almost like a princeling uh, with, uh, brand, with Brandy. And um, the cameraman eventually found out that he was actually looking at the wrong tunnel and then sort of very, very then like sort of casual turn back and pan around again, which was quite funny. Um, and they sort of examined the throne because it was like, because it was. It was, you know, it was the fo- it was this fo- this focal point. I went down to the ring, and Cody took his well, well, uh, brandy, unzipped him. It was all, you know, <laughs> steady on love, and, and, and then proceeded to reach out. She reached the ring, and she got a, she got a sledgehammer. She found a sledgehammer far easier than Triple H ever did, um, and then presented it to Cody, who then sort of looked at it, turned round, and the crowd immediately bought onto what was going to happen. Of course, and he marched back up there, and he took a swing. And he destroyed the throne, or he smashed the throne. He smashed the throne, and it well, was... which would activate the pi- uh, the yeah, which would, act, which would activate, which would activate, you know, um, about two bottles of imperial leather based on what was was flying up some talcum powder. Uh, but yeah, it cr- cracked the whole thing and and what have you. And it was there was a big there was a big old cheer, unsurprisingly for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went back down into. It was, it was a bit of an odd decision to do that because it was actually a very face thing to do. And Cody's sort of been going into the match, been positioned as the heel. The heel. And then he was immediately the face. Uh, immediately, both, there were both faces. And then, but then I guess throughout the match, obviously, he, he, would, like, he would go back to as the heel and then heel again and turn face again. He, he went full big show in the number of heel face turns <laughs> he did during that match. That was ridiculous. Now I come to think of it, but yeah, there was, the big thing was you know, and a lot of people are happy with that because it's like if you're going to take shots at anyone, why are you taking Triple H? Um, because if there's anybody at WWE trying to do good, it's Triple H because of NXT and everything. Um, but in hindsight, but, he's and he should be having a go, should be having a go at Vince. Um, but um, I, I know, I know this this was sort of like. It, it, and a lot of people don't like the fact that you're taking shots anyway. You shouldn't just you just be your own thing. Um, but yeah, but so that's that that was that was the setting anyway. Now now you had something because you because you weren't sort of too keen on it, Pete. I think were you? I just didn't think it was necessary. Um, it's all well and good making a statement, but to make a direct pot shot seems a little bit underhanded. 
That, that, that's all, that's all I think. Like no. you, you can you can make a statement, but the statement should have been our pay per views fucking kick ass, and we're giving the fans, you know, we're giving an injection back into American pro wrestling, which you know you're not the only game in town, which is the story that they should have been telling. They didn't need to make a direct pot shot like that. But, meh, doesn't matter anyway. Vince doesn't watch opposing product, so who cares? Because um, uh, it's actually one of the reasons why... I mean, a, a, it parodies... It's directly referencing the um, WrestleMania 30 thing where he was he was full Shao Kahn. Mm-hmm. There, he said he was full Shao, and Cody said he was full Shao Kahn, and he, he actually loved it. Um, but it, it actually tied... The reason why it's slightly more pointed in terms of the design that nobody's actually nobody's actually got this nobody's mentioned this at all it's actually ties in slightly with cody's fee that entire thing because the lyrics of uh, well first of all the, the cody's songs theme song is called kingdom it's by it's by downstream mm-hmm. uh, incidentally so uh and the, in the lyrics the lyrics of the song are all about taking a break and, you know, I'm here to change the game uh, and this is my kingdom now and you will bow to me. So those, these are literally the lyrics of, of his song. And it, it, it's, his, his whole character is like, you know, I am, the now, I am the ruler now. So it actually kind of ties in with that mm. very much in terms of, you know, you know, yeah, the, the, it, it, this is the, this is this is my time. I'm taking a big break from the past, etc. Um, so yeah, so if you get a chance and and you're yeah, watching or listening to this, check out the the lyrics to Kingdom uh, by Dale uh, State because uh, it'll uh, it'll clue you in a little bit more as to sort of where the direction was going there because there's a there's a lot more it's a bit deeper than than just the taking a pop shot at Triple H. The last thing we want, we'll talk about before we wrap this up will be uh, the unveiling of the AEW Championship. John, take us away. Yeah, the championship was uh, presented to us by um, WWE uh, Hall of Famer Bret Hart, uh, who who wasn't too long uh, being part of a um, little mini documentary for the, the lost tape of... Uh, uh, him versus uh, oh, what, what's his name? Um, it's on the WWE network and whatnot. And uh, <laughs> wouldn't you know it? Oh, Tom like, McGee. Yeah, uh, Tom McGee. Yeah, that's Tom it. McGee. Yeah, um, really good documentary, by the way. So yeah, although yeah. apparently the uh, the interview with uh, Ken, uh, Kenny McIntosh uh, at Starcast uh, revealed some uh, very interesting. Revealed a lot words. more. Yeah, <laughs> revealed yeah. a lot more. But and they, um, they watched it together there as well uh so. well they, i don't think they watched it together there but no they uh, they, they, they did they watched they, they, they were part of the star thing was actually they watched they watched the match together while they were there they showed the match oh uh, okay okay um because it's, uh, it's from brett's, from brett's collection so we can fair enough but um but no with um brett uh, coming up uh coming with the title before he could reveal it though uh mjf you know showcasing his Dickery, the burglary uh, bastard. Yeah, comes in, uh, comes down. Well, this was before uh, Bret Hart and uh, uh, allowed uh, Hangman, uh, Hang- Hangman Adam Page to come down to kind of like be a part of this moment and whatnot. But no, MGF, you had to come in, wreck, be the the party pooper and saying. I feel uh, like the whole point of this segment was. Oh, well, it's obviously to get them over. 
yes and no, but it's also to solidify these guys as big, like contenders. Yeah, that's, against that's each other in that main event scene down the line. Yeah, yeah, you you give give you've given them a, an actual you know story now. Yeah, uh, a reason to fight. Um, I them and uh, uh, what was that? He he got massive heat as well when he tried to duke. Um, Bret Hart by saying so. Well, Bret, look out! There's a fan coming. In. Ah, made you look or whatever bullshit. Um, but uh, no. After a while, Jungle Boy came out. Jimmy Havoc came out, which I was fearing, fearing very weird. Uh, and, He's gonna uh, murder everybody. Yeah. And, uh, uh, congratulations! You're all. You're never leaving. Yeah. And uh, Paige uh, would uh, go down and they would all beat him up and whatnot. And uh, in the midst of this, the AEW Championship was revealed very haphazardly. It was uh, like it was very hard to get a good glimpse at it because obviously the production crew and Bret Hart wasn't working together in showing off the the belt and whatnot. But image full on images have been shown off and showing off the title more so. And by God, that's the beautiful title that is perhaps the most beautiful new belt it's no 24 7 title i'll tell you that oh definitely not oh, no it, no it is not a hubcap on some uh, green leather no that is an, and you could see you could see the influences there as well you could see yeah. the new japan influence you could see influences from other things they, they had literally gone saying what do we love about belts mm-hmm. i mean jr said now that's what you call a strap yeah, uh, that, was, that, that was a wrestling term. Right that was I mean, that's I mean, an yeah. old school that, that wrestling is a, term. We that is a proper, proper belt. Yeah, we have not heard that term in years. Like oh. that is a term that has never been said um, in the WWE yet is product. So in years. appropriate for that. Yeah, and and the great thing is, I mean, that is such a ridiculously pretty belt. Um, you can see like, you can see more if you haven't seen it already. Um, it's on Cody's feature. put it up. Cody's put up images about and then sort of said, "Whoops, sorry, we didn't, we didn't, put, we forgot to photograph." We were so excited about it, we forgot to like professionally photograph it. So here it is. But it's also um, if you want to see it in in more detail. It's actually on the most recent episode of um, the, the Elite. Elite, which looks at the uh, which looks at or behind the scenes before and before, after, and during of um, of Double or Nothing. Um, but yeah, it is a ridiculously pretty belt, and as a result, you can buy into the fact that the wrestlers will be more invested in trying to acquire that belt. Mm-hmm. It's not; it is not a title in the sense of it is the title of the champion. It is look at this thing; look how amazing it is. This shows I am the champion. It's very reminiscent of the uh, eagle. WWF Championship strap. Uh, what the the big globe belt with the eagle on it? The oh, one the peak attitude era. Peak at all right. So like Bef- before, yeah, before before the before the undisputed belt came. In, in ter- in, do you mean in terms of like gives? Yeah, you know, yeah. Obviously, design is very dis- yeah, very, it's very different. Big, so. But yeah, that that is something that you could see people really fighting for. Mm-hmm. And and that uh, that with the yeah, with the twenty four seven belt looking like it does, 
and so, some of the other belts we've had recently. It's more that, varied in design because yeah. um, normally everything's a it's big circular plate in the middle, and then mm-hmm. you've got the side plates. So it's very it's very varied in the way it looks. Um, final thoughts, guys, on this on, on this. Uh, personally, uh, I think it was a very good pay per view to start. I worry about what it's going to be when they introduce the television schedule and they start having the writing and everything else for it. And I, I, I'm very wary about how that's going to come across at the moment because uh, doing a standalone pay-per-view with uh, build-up into it is all well and good. But then you, when you start adding a TV program onto it as well. Yeah, I was going to say, this pay-per-view is obviously more of a case of showcasing talent of the in-ring prowess rather than any kind of like production uh of or like producing of um, you know major storylines and whatnot at, at the moment anyway i mean it does have a little bit of that in there but um nothing that is gonna be like you know weekly ask uh, you know weekly kind of like uh, material as such um but uh <coughs> beside you know just keeping that to the side until that comes around just looking at this as a show of like a wrestling show that is featuring this or being this flagship, uh, the you know the, you know the first voyage of AEW. I think this has actually been a good show to, you know, start their journey. That's um, the first thing with the AEW name to it. Then yes, it's a very good yeah. start. Kev. Uh, I totally agree. I think what they're doing in terms of like almost like this slow build, they're, they're getting their ducks in a row properly. Um, that I, I think that they've uh, that I think that they will deliver when it comes to when it comes to TV time because they're giving themselves this break. They, they're getting themselves in order as to what they want to do. They're still learning. Uh, you know, this is this is this this is for for them the the second pay per view they've ever produced, and it's of this quality. Yeah, I'd say that's so, say, we'll say whatever the, the whole point was that they change the world or change the universe of Jericho, um, and the in that they've already succeeded. Because even with even without that television uh, yet, and but it's coming, we know, and they have, they will change the wrestling landscape. Um, they've put the wind up WWE already, simply by existing. Mm. Um, how they're going to do it in terms of that television is going to be very interesting because they're doing some smart deals and they're not pigeonholing themselves and they're yeah. not. Like WWE is, and they're not sort of tied into Sky or crap like that. They're going to be on ITV in you know premium position with like, yeah. a, with like four times the audience WWE has in theory. So yeah, it's it's apparently the the new WWE deal is that they're going away from Sky and going on to BBC Sport, which isn't in a standard TV package. Whereas uh, ITV Four is part of Freeview, which is available to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you've got that. They've re- they've been reaching out to uh, post double nothing. They've reached out to uh, channels in Canada. So and obviously they're they're looking at 
other parts of the world in terms of in terms of distribution and media and, and partners. So, yeah, and and what they're doing is, you know, getting that bigger reach. Yeah, I think the only downside for a lot of the US uh, viewers, uh, th- this was a very expensive pay per view for them. Yes, it was very expensive, uh, maybe, but. but- I feel as though it was still justifiable. Uh, and, they've, and they've said that it's going to be that shorter time limit mm. because what's currently well, about there's I mean, too much wrestling content too much, to consume. There's at too the many hours that you can't do that as a wrestling fan with five hour crap. You just can't do it. I think they've said that their TV show is going to be capped at two hours as well. Yeah, so the TV show. The TV show is going to be capped. The um, they are going to they're looking into that pay per view pricing, and they're going to sort of force that lower and lower. Um, hopefully, it's, just, to it's, so, it's obviously they had to charge it at that because uh, the cable rates were yeah because yeah the cable so yeah, it's it's that and then the cable stuff on, but the fact that they say that you know the fifty the fifty dollars or the even the sixty dollars. Uh, in some places, um, it was obviously far too expensive, and they recognise that, and they're going to do try and do something about it. So it's yes. Um, so yes, uh, scores on the doors, Mister John. Um, I'm going to give this. Uh, oh, I'm going to say eight point five. I was going to give it a nine, but uh, you know, there was just a couple of slight hiccups here and there. But uh, eight point five, I think it's only fair. Kev, uh, taking the buy-in out of the equation because that. Almost- Completely different pay per view, completely different thing, frankly. Um, I am going to give it a nine. I agree. I'm going to. I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it was, Very good. Uh, I think that means, gentlemen, we have a new highest scoring show for LMKO. Yeah. And that is indeed double or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you sound so pleased about that. I just remember the Super Showdowns around the corner, and that's when we'll be meeting up in about a week and a bit to record. Yeah. Uh... And watch and watch the score fall, everybody. Uh... Yeah. Thank you very much, John. Where can they find you on the socials? You can obviously find me on Twitter and Instagram at TurboXLR, as well as see me stream on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash TurboDriveLive every Third uh, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday at 7 p.m. UK time. Mr. Kevin, where can they find you? If you really internet? want to follow me, well, first of all, you can follow all three of us on Twitter at Faces in Peril. Uh, alternatively, you can follow the sort of main, uh, the main channel on Twitter for Last Minute Continue at Last Minute Continue on Twitter. Uh, there is also a Instagram account for that, which is sort of a a sort of a joint me personal slash uh, LMC one. Uh, I'm all over the place, basically. Uh, and if you're if you're watching, if you're listening to this, I should say, uh, on one of the many places you can listen to now, which in, includes we're now Spotify. Spotify. Yep. Yeah, we're now on Spotify um, and and the and the Blueberry uh, listing and Stitcher and a whole host of other things we've, we've, we're on now. Um, but you can actually watch us and watch as we interact and move our arms around like so. See, you didn't, if you're listening, you didn't see any of that. Um, but you, we can find you can find us on the LMKO YouTube, and there'll be a link somewhere. 
no doubt. So it's always worth uh, watching on YouTube because then you can see the shiny, the shiny strap, the shiny belt that I own. That is not a strap. It's a. It's a toy. It's a toy. You're a toy. It's a toy. You can find me on the socials. Child plaything, Pete. I'm a child. Um, you can find me on the socials at Titans Creed for my personal one at Gaming Phoenix for anything that is basically YouTube or Twitch related for myself. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash Project Phoenix Productions and on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash Project Phoenix Productions. I'm a very busy lad and I do many many things these days. Ah! Uh, thank you for watching. This has been last minute kick out with myself, with Kev, with John. Thank you very much for watching or listening, depending on where you found us. Do give us a thumbs up on all the available networks. Uh, it lets us know how you're finding this bits and pieces. Until the next time we are all together, which will be for Super Showdown. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.